0: What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there, sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain.
1: It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit.
0: It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our SonoBello locations across the U.S. and right now you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. SonoBello.com slash save. That's SonoBello.com slash save.
1: X-Zone Radio and TV Show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exzone Radio and TV Show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, their advertisers, Talkstar Radio Network, or its affiliated stations and their employees. Welcome to the ExON everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're here for another weekend. I hope that everyone in the Exxon Nation had a super long weekend. Well, long weekend. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, that's really a long weekend now, isn't it? hope that wherever you were, you had a great weekend, no matter how long or short it was. Uh, History Channel had Angels and Demons. I was glued to the TV all weekend. They did a great job. Uh, all, all this getting ready for the... Uh, you know, Angels and Demons—I believe it's called—with Tom Hanks, another Ron Howard film, another Dan Brown book. Yeah, it's going to be a great, uh, great movie. I can't wait to go see it. But it, it, they did a great job of representing the Knights Templar this weekend, um, the Priory of Zion. It was just a super good weekend, and uh, I hope that each and every one of you who had the opportunity of watching it on the History Channel had a great time as I did. Well, this week we've got a super show uh, lined up for you. Tonight, joining me in a few moments, Chrissy Blaze is going to be joining us talking about UFOs. And then in hour number two, Dr. Robert W. Hill will be joining me talking about his new book, Healing Your Brains, the Neurofeedback Solution, Drug-Free Treatment for Childhood Disorders, including Autism, ADHD, Depression, and Anxiety. Hour number three, Tom Curry, the co-author of Witness to Roswell, Unmasking the Government's Biggest Cover-Up. He's going to be with us in hour number uh, three. And hour number four, Kathleen O'Bannon, is going to be talking to us about nutrition. That's tonight here on the X-Zone. After all, this is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talk Star Radio Network. And um, if you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, Talkstar Radio at Hotmail.com. And our website's www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. My producer tonight at Master Control is the one and only Miss Melanie. Mel, always nice working with you. I hope that you and the family had a super weekend. And uh, over at XZone TV, our good friend Rob from Scarborough is the gentleman who takes care of our chat room for us at www.xzonetv.com. Dot .com. Chrissy Blaze is no stranger to us here at the Exo. She is a, I guess we can call her a, a, rather, old. No, she's not old, but she has been with the Exo Nation for a number of years now. She's best-selling author, international lecturer, and astrologer. She is a regular guest media on TV and radio, and has conducted lectures and workshops at conferences, festivals, and expos in the United States, and in the United Kingdom on the subject of from astrology, psychic development spiritual healing, yoga, and UFOs. Chrissy is a senior minister in the Atheria Society for over 20 years and a long and close student of her renowned yogi master, Dr. George King. She is also a professional astrologer and she qualified at the Faculty of Astrological Studies London in the early 1980s. And she has clients right around this beautiful world of ours. She also is a qualified lecturer with credentials from the University of London, England. Chrissy Blaze is my first guest on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. As the X Zone starts for today, Monday, May the 11th, in the year 2009, the X Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, starts now here, live, and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Whatever you do, don't go away. We will be back in two minutes with Chrissy Blaze here in the X Zone. Can't
0: touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this.
1: It's my count on to smile smile. In healthcare care, Shriners Hospitals for Children have a proud tradition of bringing smiles to kids with orthopedic burn and spinal cord. I hear the sound
0: of a trip On the, the way that list of through the air. I'm taking a look.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Chrissy Blaze is my special guest this hour. And Chrissy, how are you, my dear?
2: Very well, thank you. Very nice to be on your show again.
1: It's always great uh, to having you on the show and talking to you, Chrissy. How's Gary?
2: Oh, he's doing very well, thank you. Thanks for asking.
1: Give him my Thanks. best, will you?
2: I will, yes, thank you.
1: Uh, you know, we had Alan Jaggert on last uh, week or the week before from the Toronto Area Society, a very nice uh, gentleman, and I want to thank you very much for hooking us up with Alan. Um, and UFOs seem to be coming back rather strong within the UFO community. Uh, and I was wondering if I could get your take on UFOs, Chrissy, and why does it seem they they come in waves or flaps, I guess?
2: Well, I think they keep coming. I think it's just um there are certain times when... Uh, we actually mm-hmm. respond to them by holding, you know, lectures and coming out and speaking like Edgar Mitchell did recently
0: mm-hmm.
2: and was uh, interviewed on CNN only a couple of weeks ago and making some really controversial statements. And I think the UFOs, they keep coming, and then, but we are sort of lagged behind and, you know, we just have to uh, catch up. So I think it's good. It's great that things are coming out now, and I think really we're ready on this earth to take the next step, which is not just the sightings. It it can become a bit like train spotting, you know, sighting after sighting after sighting. How many does Mm -hmm. it take for you to actually prove the subject? It really just takes one. So I think we're ready now to go into um, the subject of contact, which is what Edgar Mitchell was talking about.
1: Chrissy, do you think that these UFOs that are visiting this planet mean any harm to the occupants of Earth?
2: No, I don't, actually. I believe that UFOs are friendly, they're extraterrestrial, and um, that our governments know this. But I think, like anything very positive on this planet that happens, Mm -hmm. uh, the movement, whatever it is, is infiltrated. And I think the UFO movement was infiltrated and uh, fear was brought in and so on. I'm not saying that every, all abduction and cattle mutilations are, are, are wrong. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that at all. I'm just saying that I, I don't know too much about that side, but I'm focusing on the positive side, and there's a lot of indication of that over centuries. And you know a lot about that, too. Sure. I know.
1: T- Tell me, Christy, why do you believe that the government would suppress the information about the UFOs and their occupants and the... the um the directive or the, the direction that these visitors to this planet want to take?
2: Did you, did you say why or how? Why? Why? Yeah, that's a very good question. I don't know because it's, it's interesting. I think it's a question of power and also the fact that they don't really know how to handle it, but I think it's more a question of power because various presidents, they come in, and they don't seem to know too much about it. So there's obviously a deep, deep cover-up, very deep. Um, John Podesta actually um, has said that he, you know, this is a very, very important issue, and you know, we should ha- mm-hmm. the truth should come out, and so on. You know, he was the transition uh, chief of staff, um, and also was he not the chief of staff of Clinton? I think he was, wasn't he? And then he and was Lisa, the transition yes. chief for um, Obama. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he. But whether he actually will or not, I don't know. You know, they, all these uh, people in the government they say a lot, but. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I, I think the real reason is, is, um, is power. Because, you know, if we're being helped by a race of people beyond this earth who are obviously superior technologically, and I believe superior spiritually, then where does that leave the governments of the world with That's their fair. sort of wars and, you know?
1: Chrissy, what do you think the significance was of Edgar Mitchell's um, speech where he said that, hey, we're not alone?
2: Yeah, it was hugely significant, um, hugely significant, and it took an awful lot of courage, and I really admire him for that because, actually, it's said that all the astronauts know that UFOs are real, but, of course, they risk their um, pension. And, in fact, I was speaking to – I speak quite a lot to Clark McClelland. Have you heard of him, Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, you probably know then that he's – A great advocate, because he had a sighting, right? You know about that, do you? Of two extraterrestrials. Oh, sorry, one extraterrestrial who was speaking to two astronauts. And he saw this on his 27-inch monitors, because he was in NASA Space Center for many, many years, until he revealed this sighting, and then he uh, got the chop, unfortunately. And... I'm
1: oh, sorry? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I, was, I was just agreeing with you, and it seems that those who step beyond that line are either reprimanded or they just are lost in the void of space itself, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I know. It's very sad, and Clark McLennan especially, um, because he was left without a pension, and you know, this is what happens. This is why people say, why don't the astronauts speak out? But this is one of the reasons why. Of course, uh, they have to sign, you know, secrecy. Sure. So, so forth, but once they retire, then um, a lot can come out, like Edgar Mitchell. Um, in fact, a lot comes out when people retire. You, you heard about the, uh, I was reading recently, I know it's an old thing, it happened in 1954, but the equerry to Prince Philip. Did you ever hear about no, that? No, I
1: didn't. Could you share that with us?
2: Yeah, apparently, um, Sir Philip Hawley was the equerry to, which is like the aid, sort of ADC, I think, to Prince Philip and he was approached in 1954 by an extraterrestrial called J-A-N-U-S, Janus, I mm-hmm. think you'd say, and he asked for an invitation for an audience with Prince Philip, and he was going to reveal to him um, ways of helping with energy of the planet and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to convince people not to, f- to have wars and so forth, but... So Philip Hawley didn't um, arrange the meeting because of course we have free will you know, and, we, and they're very polite these extraterrestrials and very aware of the law of karma and not in, contravening that so anyway it didn't happen and it wasn't until Sir Philip Hawley retired that he actually announced this whole uh, event and um, it's, it's, it's quite interesting and I, I'm sure this happened many many times to prominent people around the world
1: Chrissy I'm going to ask you the million dollar question why don't the ETs just land so it cannot be disputed by anyone, anywhere, anyhow that they're here
2: well actually they have
1: (laughs) no no I mean why don't they just make a mass landing you know land in Washington land in Moscow, land in London land in Ottawa, land in Dubai land in uh, Hong Kong
2: well actually there was a a psychological survey done what would happen if uh, the UFOs landed in Hyde Park and so on and Mm -hmm. it was discovered that after a well, first of all, they'd be shocked, and then they'd be, you know, trying to attack them. And then if nothing happened, then after a while, people would just, like, walk past, because that's the psychology of humanity, is kind of apathy. And so I think their approach is far more psychological one. And they have landed. I mean, I was on the uh, promoting UFOs in England in the 80s, as you know, and mm-hmm. um, there was one, you remember that time of Glasnost, Rob, when everybody, everything was open? Do you remember? Uh, um, vaguely. yeah. And it was um what was the name of that Russian president it's escaped me he's very well known, Putin? <laughs> but know, anyway'll yeah. come back yeah. to me in a minute he, yes that's right he he was into openness and transparency, yeah. and everything came out and suddenly across my desk came this uh, fax of a UFO that had landed in Voronezh near Moscow. Do you remember that one Rob um, and they they landed and they uh, pointed at a boy and he dematerialized and um but then he pointed again, and he rematerialized. This is by a bus stop, people. And they left behind some rock. And so I was on the phone to them, and I said, you know, what, what's this rock? You know, And they said it's in the laboratory. I was speaking to TASS, the, the Russian newswire. Right, yes. And they said it's in the laboratory and being tested. So I called back for sort of every day. And finally, a couple of days later, they said they told me on the phone that they had discovered this rock was not of this earth. And I know that the whole story made about a quarter-inch column in the newspaper, and that's it, once. Uh, I mean, that's amazing news, isn't
1: it? It sure is, and, and why these these uh, stories where there's actually physical trace evidence and, and, and multiple witnesses don't get enough exposure is, is beyond me.
2: Well, I have to blame the mainstream media. I mean, I do. You have to, because... I mean, I must admit, it was good to see Edgar Mitchell in, on VNN, so mm-hmm. that was good. But these things are never really followed up.
1: Could it be because, Chrissy, in the past they've always been so, these claims have been made by people who had ulterior motives and it really didn't involve uh, a UFO or, or a visitor from another planet? It was just made up in order to get some attention?
2: Uh, possibly. Uh, I don't know. Why, why the media doesn't cover it?
1: Well, yeah, well yeah, you know, the, you can only cry wolf so many times before the media says, yeah, sure, here we go again. It's just like the next time there's a Bigfoot sighting and somebody could actually capture a Bigfoot. It won't get the attention that Bigfoot sightings used to get because of the hang, uh, the hoax that uh, Tom Biscardi pulled, what, last year?
2: Right, right. You know, it's... Um, well, yeah, in a way, I suppose. But I, I think, you know, something like, what Edgar Mitchell is talking about should make the front page of all newspapers so that I'm an idealist, you know, uh, because it's so important.
1: But I think if there were more astronauts who would come forward with Edgar Mitchell it would give him more credibility because, you know, a lot of people are saying he's, he's got an axe to grind and he's the you know he's the founder of the Noetic uh, Institute. He's doing this for his own reasons. It has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. He's just drawing attention to himself and the, uh, the, uh, the events that he's involved with.
2: Yeah, it's such a shame that people are always kind of, their motives are always, um, you know, questioned. What about the Disclosure Project when there's a whole bunch of uh, scientists and so forth came out? and?
1: But you see, once again, just like this, the, the Disclosure Project, if, they, if these people brought forth any tangible evidence to substantiate their claims, the people around the world would look at them differently. But right now, it's all talk. Stand by, oh, Chrissy. I, We've I got think, to take um, a commercial break. We'll be back on the other side of the news with our good friend Chrissy. Her websites are www.chrissyblaze.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-B-L-A-Z-E.com, and org. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news in about four and a half minutes, five minutes' times, with our very special guest Chrissy Blaze talking about UFOs this first hour of the X-Zone. Because this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away, we'll be right back. And
0: the way the sunlight plays upon her head, I hear the sound of Another illusion I chose to create. You don't know what you've got until it's gone, and I found out. A little. Joy.
3: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have a chance to win life-changing cash prizes.
1: Welcome back to The One, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on our family of broadcast affiliates, our growing family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, 22 Asian countries, and across Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-877-528-8255. That is toll-free at one 877 528 8255. On MSN Messenger, you can always chat with me by going to talkstarradio at hotmail.com and our websites, www.exoneradio.com and exzonetv.com. By the way, back uh, just, uh, just to bring you Exo Nation up to date on something, due to your demand, we're going to be putting the archives back up in MP3 format as well as iTunes. So that will be done over the next couple of days. So you'll be able to go to www.xzonearchives.com. Click on starting in May only. From May the 1st on, we're going to have the archives available for you in MP3 format as well as on iTunes. So there you go. The Zone Nation has made a request, and we here at the Zone have listened and said, you know what, if if that's what the Zone Nation wants, then by golly, we're going to do it. Chrissy Blaze is our special guest of this hour. www.chrissyblaze.com and www.etherius.org. Chrissy, how do you deal with skepticism when you start talking about UFOs and you're, you know, and, and somebody comes up to you and says, Oh, come on, what do you mean? How do, do they really
2: exist?" Yeah, it just gets a bit boring because I mean, there's so much proof that. Um, yeah. I have a wonderful quote somewhere, if I can find it quickly, about uh, people, oh yeah, Admiral Lord Hill Norton, former Admiral of the Fleet, former Mm -hmm. Chief of the UK Defence Staff, former Chair of NATO Military Command, said in the year 2000, if you look at the evidence and still do not believe, you've brought scepticism to an art form. And he said anyone who does not believe in alien activity should be required to prove why they don't mm. rather than the other way around. And I totally agree
1: with that statement. Yeah, I mean, just before we went to the news, we were talking about the um, Disclosure Project. And you've got all these generals and you've got scientists and you've got these people who are, who are saying that, that UFOs are real. But to John Q. Public. In today's society, if they've been conned so many times that unless they see unequivocal proof, and photographs don't cut it these days because anyone with a computer and, and a little um, you know Photoshop program can uh, can have a lot of fun and, and create their own photos. But to come up and say, all right, this is the proof. They can't what kind of proof, Rob? So well, physical proof. Physical proof. A piece of a UFO. You know, uh, um... Let me see. If these aliens are here, why, why haven't they come forward? And these are the questions that not only the people in the United States and Canada are asking, but people around the world.
2: But what, what about that rock that I mentioned that was left behind? I mean, we're not going to actually see this because it's going to be ferreted away somewhere. Okay, but what about the, uh, the contacts made by Dr. George King, the one, um, in the form of 600 messages which are on tape in different voices and you know this is predictions of flying saucer activity and you name it
1: but unfortunately Chrissy to people who do not have the same belief that you do and that other members of the UFO community have these mean nothing because it's hearsay evidence
2: but I don't know what if people are that close-minded not to investigate something at least with an open mind um, then would anything really cut it? For example, just take that Alaskan sighting. I, I, I saw 350 pages mm-hmm. reported on that one alone. Um, a friend of mine got that out under the Freedom of Information Act. 350 pages reported by pilots, and it was tracked on ground control radar and the, the, the radar on the plane, and uh, it was drawn. And it was, you know, I mean, do people not regard that as proof? For no. Do you, know
1: the, do you know what the big problem is? They don't care. It's not important well, to them.
2: But that's what I mean, Rob, because if the one landed in their back garden, they'd care because it, ups- because it squashed the roses. Not only
1: they? that, they could see it for themselves. It wouldn't be hearsay. They would actually see it. But until no, such I a time... I
2: don't think that would cut it. Oh, I, don't, I really don't.
1: Oh, I, I look what happened in Phoenix, Arizona. Everybody in Phoenix swears there was a UFO. People who didn't see it are saying, you're nuts.
2: Exactly, but Unless what happened to those people in Phoenix? Have they changed their lives? I mean, no. they should have done. No. Because um, So why should UFOs land en masse if people are just going to really carry on the same?
1: Well, why shouldn't they? It's because, it's because of this attitude of hide-and-go-seek that the public is very weary and, and suspicious of so-called UFOs because they have been tricked so many times before. It's the cry-wolf syndrome.
2: No, I think the public, on the whole, not everybody, are apathetic. And I think that's the problem with our world, actually. They're, they're not prepared to make the effort to investigate but and to take the next step.
1: Chrissy, in today's, in today's society, what is more important, maintaining your family or chasing foes?
2: I think both are very, very important. Because the UFOs, I think, is, is to do with our future. You know, we, the future on this planet, if we're to go on as we are, we know is kind of limited in many ways. And I believe that the Great Ones have been coming to this Earth for many centuries and helping us for thousands of years, and that they do have the, the secrets of, uh, that we need to continue on this planet, both then technological why, and spiritual.
1: Then why don't they give it? Why, what are they we waiting for? We have to for?
2: take because there is a law that governs uh, a law of karma, and they're only allowed to do so much according to the law of karma, otherwise it's intervention on a of But the if, there's, if there's which... people
1: like yourself and the other members of the Aetherius Society and other organizations around the world who truly believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that they do exist, and, you know, you're trying to make contact. I, Dr. King made contact over 600 times. And this is just one organization, Chrissy, and if they're waiting for the law of karma where they are being asked to help, I'm sure that you and the other members of the Aetherius Society and other other organizations have sought their help. And has any help ever come?
2: Yes, it does, actually. Where? I'm sure you spoke to Alan about satellite number three. Yes. And uh, this is one way. And, in fact, when I give my talks, I always say to people, if if you are an extraterrestrial advanced being looking down at the earth, Uh, And it's kind of not so much a stretch now because people know that the satellites are watching, you Mm -hmm. know, can watch and pinpoint anybody on Earth. So satellite number three, we believe, has been coming since the 1950s and can pinpoint anybody on Earth, right, who's doing something good irrespective of their belief, their religion, and can actually enhance the karmic results or the power of that action um, by a factor of 3,000 times. And I always say to people... Well, it might seem like a stretch, but you imagine that you're a very advanced, enlightened being. You were looking at the Earth. What would you want to do? You'd want to help people. You'd want to make the good things that were being done more powerful. Because, uh, you know, there's a kind of a battle between the light and the dark, and Mm -hmm. the light has to win. And it doesn't matter what religious belief you have. or It's what you do that really counts. And um, I think, you know, we've been cooperating with Satellite number 3. It's actually in orbit now. So people can prove it to themselves um, by cooperating, and by cooperating, you just raise your hands in prayer, say a prayer of healing for the world or, you know, somebody who's sick. Many, many ways you can help.
1: Chrissy, in the Bible it says, uh, beware of false prophets, and it also says uh, the Antichrist in the end times. A lot of people believe that these are the end times. I don't agree with them, but for those who believe that we are in the end times, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt here. Is it possible, you know, uh, with all this talk within the book of Revelations about the Antichrist, 666, and, and so on and so forth, is it possible that people are looking at ufology as the Antichrist?
2: Oh, yes, and also astrologers, too. Really? Many people. Yeah, um, astrology is, some, is pretty... To be. It depends where you're coming from. I mean, I think it's a very, very narrow way of looking at. things. I think, I think, I think there think... definitely is. There are dark forces on this planet, of course. Um, and uh, there are forces of light, but uh, you have to use your. One has to use one's discernment mm-hmm. and look at what's being said and what's being done, and you know. Use your discrimination in a positive way.
1: You see, Chrissy, people talk about the the conspiracy of suppressing information. That is the government that's doing all this. I don't believe it's the government. If there is a conspiracy, if there is suppression, in my books, it would be the Vatican and the churches and theologies of the world that would be suppressing this information.
2: Yeah, actually, the Vatican came out quite recently and made a statement about extraterrestrial life, which was quite staggering. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah,
1: um,
2: but uh, interesting point. I think there's certain strata in the government that have information that doesn't actually reach the presidents and other people. I think there must be, but I'm sure there are different layers yeah. of, of um,
1: cover up. I'm sure. Because when you look at the big picture, if or let me let me rephrase that: when there is that landing and the existence of our E.T. brethren can no longer be denied. Theology ceases to exist at that very moment. Christianity, gone.
2: Why do you say that?
1: Because it shows that we are not the center of the humanistic universe as the Bible would like us to believe.
2: Oh, You see, in the Atheist Society, we believe that... um Jesus was a great uh, master who came from another world mm-hmm. an extraterrestrial if
1: oh you like. oh listen i, I don 't disagree with you i 'm just saying when it comes to the theologies of the world i'm not talking about uh, the, the society yes yes you know this is this would be devastating because our societies are built around uh the Bible you know in God we trust you swear allegiance to to the uh, when you go to court and you evidence you swear an oath on the bible all police officers well i don't know if they don't now had to take an oath you know it, when you become become come citizen, you take an oath and any oath that that includes god is no longer valid
2: well why do you say that because god created the whole of creation so uh, why would it, it, it not include it, it, extraterrestrials and life on other planets and
1: it depends on your beliefs and the majority. Oh, I see. You're
2: looking from a very orthodox yes. position. Yes.
1: yes, very, very that's orthodox. Because you know, because in reality, it's the very orthodox who maintain the majority of religious philosophies in this world.
2: Well, that's true, and that's why the Vatican coming out was such a shock, wasn't it? I mean, that well,
1: really was a shock. I think it was a PR move. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think that it was a PR move because they're saying, "Well, geez, what? Just in case these guys are right and we are wrong, we've got to cover our butt somehow." You know, it's, it's, it's just like uh, the uh, the Book of Revelations in nineteen eighty six. Pope Benedict came out and he said, "Listen, it's got nothing to do with the destruction of the world, nothing at all. Uh-huh. What it is is, it's telling. It was written for the for for the um, the, the Christians." in the first century, who were under suppression. Yeah, and it was right. giving them their hope that no matter what happens, God will be there for them. It has nothing to do with the end of the world. Now, the Pope came out and say this. Scholars have been saying this for years and years and years. Members of the clergy have been echoing this. And what happened? My heavens, there was a mainstream uproar within the... Um, the, the different religious philosophies that believe that the end, the book of Revelations was meant for Armageddon and the end of the world. Because people are trained, people are, are brainwashed, I should say, into believing that in order for, for prophecies to come true, it always has to have a negative ending. And I do not believe that. I believe a lot of, of, of prophecies happen when good things happen.
2: Yeah, I think it be- it's the end of the will be the end of the old order,
1: yes. which
2: is, uh, needs to end really, but it also has to be the beginning of another new order. And so, whenever one order ends and a new one begins, there's kind of upheaval which we're yep. beginning to see now. And I think that's going to change,
1: Chrissy. I love talking to you. You know that, too, Chrissy. Please, yes. <laughs> please stand by, my friend. Yes, Chrissy Blaze is our special guest. www.chrissyblaze.com. com and www.etherius.org. No matter what you believe, Exo Nation, we're all part of this world together. We all share this little planet, third rock from the sun. We are each other's keeper. Do something good for one person each and every day. Smile at somebody. Open a door. Do something nice. And you'll be surprised at what changes we can all make in this world in a very short time. We'll be back. Don't go away. The most famous top- Welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day out there. Weather wasn't that bad, I hope. Just a little heads up: uh, in on May 14, 15, and 16 next year—that's 2010—in uh, Saint Catharines, Ontario, there's going to be a paranormal ghost and trade show being held at the Parkway Hotel, and that is on Ontario Street. The exon is going to be there all weekend. We're going to be broadcasting live Friday night from the event, and uh, we'll be there Saturday and Sunday as well. Now, if you'd like more information about the GHOST, G-H-O-S-T, a paranormal conference and trade show in St. Catharines, on May 14, 15, and 16 of the year 2010, contact Margaret at Margaret B. Y-L, that's Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-B-Y-L, at Rogers.com. And the next one Radio and TV Show and X Chronicles newspaper are proud to be media sponsors for this event. one 877 toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Chrissy Blaze is our special guest. Chrissy's website is www.chrissyblaze.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E. B-L-A-Z-E dot com and www.aetherius.org and aetherius is A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot O-R-G Chrissy, as a professional astrologer, what is your opinion or what as an astrologer do you see for December 21st, 2012?
2: Aha, the big question. The big <laughs> question. <laughs> well, as I said, I think it's the end of an old order and the beginning of a new one but I don't think there's going to be like anything drastic happening, I think it's going to be in the midst of change of consciousness. It's a consciousness changing Mm -hmm. and lots of um, uh, planetary configurations leading up to that point, which is is all about consciousness. We need to realize, I think, on Earth that, um, you know, we're in this together, on this fragile little planet together, and, um, you know, we're one family. It's a huge realization, that but
1: I think we're going to be forced to realize it. You know, when I was a a kid, I I guess I was in grade five, and I had to do a a paper for the science teacher, Mr. Pinsky. I'll never forget his name. (laughs) And it was, I guess it was about this time of year, and I used to love sitting outside on the front porch with my dad at night, and I looked up in the sky, and and I was amazed by the number of stars. And then I went inside and I started doing some research and then I did, you know, you look at the solar system, you've got the sun and then you've got the planets going around the sun and I said, hey, wait a minute, this looks like an atom. Now, if our solar system is an atom, what are we part of?
2: Yeah, the body of God. I mean, yeah. Amazing. (laughs) We're so small and insignificant.
1: I don't, I don't think we know exactly know how small and insignificant we really are.
2: No, I don't think so. And yet we're great, too, because within us is the spark of the divine, if you like. So.
1: That's right, because after all, in all books, you know, we were created in his image. Chrissy, I want to thank you very much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure talking to you and the other great members of the Aetherius Society. And once again, please give my very best to Gary.
2: Well, that's very kind of you, and thank you so much for having me on, Rob. It's a pleasure. Thank it's, you. It's
1: always my pleasure. Take care of yourself, my dear friend.
2: And you.
1: Good night, Talk Chrissy. To. Chrissy Blaze, www.chrissyblaze.com and www.etherius.org. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I'll be speaking to Dr. Robert W. Hill about his new book that is just out, Healing Your Brains, right here live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Dunk away.